Well, hello. Greetings, everyone. Uh, <clears throat> happy First Friday, or Thursday, as everybody else calls it. I'm uh, having a decent Thursday, even though I'm all in red here, waiting for waiting for my friends to show up. Uh, but that's America. You're always waiting for your friends to show up. Hello, friends. Uh, greetings to you. I'm looking online to see if I can see myself, and I think I do see myself. Uh, Keys, pants are free. Dave, greetings to you. Um, feeling good? Bob, yes. Happy First Friday. Happy First Friday. Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. Um, I've got the ancient aliens in the Bible today. <laughs> Joni, greetings. Rich, howdy doody. Uh, I'm gonna, I think I have to turn off this weird effect as usual because it's too much. It's too much even for me. It's too much even for me to bear. Uh, there we go. That's that's it. Now I'm back. Uh, Christopher, yes, it was it was spooky, but uh, I've diffused the spooky now, and it's just us. It's just us, like always. So, as I said, feeling pretty good. Try to get Nigel in today. Couldn't make it. Couldn't make it. My daughter is having a reaction to her second vaccine. She was immediately exhausted yesterday. Went right to bed as soon as we got home from the um, CVS. And uh, now she is um, at online school, but she had to take uh, an excedrin. She had a headache. She's just been really pooped all day. Laura, you're in Jacksonville Airport, bored out of your mind due to the flight being delayed. I can't believe that they're delaying flights in this pandemic. I thought everybody was flying wherever they wanted to uh, all the time. Yeah, post-hump day, Kevin. Exactly. Exactly. Hello, David. Whoa. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> uh, Whoa, that was like the asshat that would throw the lights in the office on in the morning. Oh, yeah, Dave, I know. I get it. It was brighty bright. Sister Sue, greetings to you. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, we've got the uh, ancient aliens in the Bible. As I said, Nigel's not going to be here today. Uh, but hopefully next week, possibly tomorrow. Who knows? I don't. I don't. I can't. I can't really predict anything anymore except that I'll be here tomorrow at 3 o'clock. So today's Ancient Aliens of the Bible is about the giant offspring of the Elohim, um, who we know as the Anunnaki. Uh, Ed, greetings to you. Amy, hello to you in Detroit, the Motor City. Oh, so I did receive... What else has happened to me? I told you yesterday I got a uh, phone call to go to Bozeman, Montana when I'm ready, when I'm coming out of my... when my groundhog... Uh, is done seeing its shadow, and then, um, and then I'm going to uh, go to Savannah, Georgia. I think I've got a got a phone call from a friend there, and that's going to include jujitsu. Uh oh, <coughs> excuse me, and apologies if you're wearing headphones. Um, so the giant offspring of the Elohim. I can't believe we're on chapter three of this ancient aliens of the Bible. I don't know how many chapters there are. Maybe it's time to. Maybe it's time to... How, how long is this going to go on? I think we've all been asking ourselves that question. 
sometimes when you're depressed, you just, there's 13 chapters, 13 chapters in the ancient aliens Bible. Um, so what do we got? The giant offspring of the Elohim. So although the Anunnaki slash Elohim were successful in the genetic engineering of the Adams and Eves, an unexpected side effect occurred when the space-weary travelers developed a liking for earthly females. Yes, we knew this. We knew this already. But they're earthly females that they've genetically engineered. So I think they started off with some uh, earth people, and then they uh, genetically engineered the Adams, and then they made the Eves uh, so that the atoms could reproduce to make more atoms to mine for gold to restore the atmosphere of their planet. Just catching you up here. Um, and uh, and then they fell in love with the Eves. So, for the supporters of a religion that considers sex sinful, that's Christianity, uh, it's not easy to accept that, uh, that, that God fell in love with his own creation. With God or the Elohim or the Anunnaki, uh, so in, in the ancient aliens Bible, there isn't really a God that it's, these are aliens that have come here that we, they were, we were subservient to them. Um, and so things get explained anyway. Um, they do name some other, um, the, uh, there's some other Anunnaki and the, anyway, they're talking about getting thrown out of the garden of Eden in this chapter. Um, <clears throat> Seth was generated by Adam, uh, with his image and resemblance, uh, does this suggest that he was also created through advanced genetic operations? Well, that's that's the theory of the ancient aliens in the Bible, is that uh, Adam kicks the bucket at the ripe old age of 930, so people used to live longer back then, but that's the Anunnaki slash Elohim uh, lived to be thousands of years old. So uh, for Adam to live to be 930, he's a half-breed, uh, like Cher used to sing about, um, they she they they heard it from the people of the town. They called them half breed. So remember, the Elohim lived for thousands of years. We know this. The Elohim discussed this matter before deciding to limit Adam's Adam's age to about 120 years. So that's what we're limited to now. I did read this article the other day about how the human life, the average human life uh, expectancy has dramatically increased in the last hundred years and that is that going to keep happening but uh, this is a statistical puzzler here because it can't keep happening because though the average human lifespan has increased like we can all statistically expect that we will live longer the maximum human lifespan has not increased we're at 120 if you can get 120 years out you got all the juice out of that thing that's as far as you can go but who knows? Maybe we're going to get some artificial organs. That's not covered here in the uh, in the book. Brad, yo, to yourself as well. <laughs> Keys, you had half-breed uh, 45 uh, RPM record as a kid. Yeah, I didn't have that, but I did have... I did. I, I was a Sonny and Cher fan, and so then, naturally, I was a Cher fan. And really, if you're a Sonny and Cher fan, let's face it, uh, you maybe you come for the Sonny, but you stay for the Cher. That's for sure. Uh, once the Adams started breeding on Earth, uh, this produced more females that the Anunnaki found hard to resist. Yeah. They love their own cooking. That's one thing you can say about these Anunnaki. Uh, the sons of Elohim saw the daughters of Adam, that they were beautiful, and uh, 
they took them as wives, whomsoever they choose. So I guess when you're a god, you got your pick of the uh, of the earthlings. Although technically the Eves are genetically engineered uh, sort of uh, half breeds of the of the Anunnaki Elohim. So the results of this forbidden love produced Nephilim, a race of giants, an act that both angered and sorrowed God or the uh, Anunnaki who were in in charge, the head Anunnaki in charge, uh, were uh, a little bit angry about all the giants running on Earth around on Earth because they knew what caused these giants. What caused these giants? Well, I can tell you. Um, everybody knows. Everybody knows. It's your genetically engineered Eves are mating with the, the rest of your staff, your Anunnaki space aliens, and you're making giants. And these giants are now wa- running around the Earth, causing problems. They they go nuts. They're giant. Um, so these were, and this is all going on on Mount Hermon. It says in the ancient aliens of the Bible, according to Xavier and Hayes, uh, 200 angels or Anunnaki agreed to be, uh, breed. They, they, they started breeding with these, uh, uh, Eves and they established, established a base of operations on Mount Hermon. And they began to meet the Eves there to teach them the earthly secrets. So this is basically, um, sort of a chicken ranch and, uh, community college for Eves uh, on Mount Mount Hermon. Um, Come let us choose a wi- wives from among the children of men and begat us children. And so then that, now you got giants. Uh, Sem, Semjaza, who was their leader, said unto them, I fear ye will not indeed agree to do this deed, and I alone shall have to pay the penalty of a great sin. So uh, Semjaza is a little bit worried that they're all doing the eaves and somebody's going to get in trouble. And then there's some names of some of the other ones there. Uh, Araklaba, Ramil, Kokablel, Tomlel, Ramlel, Danel, Ezekiel, Barakajal. Uh, so these are some Anunnaki names. I don't know where Xavier Hayes gets this roll call of aliens, but it's awesome that he's got it. Probably the actual, the Bible Bible. Um, so the Eves became uh, pregnant, and then they they have great uh, giants whose height was 3,000 eels. I don't know how tall that is. I'm, I'm not really even sure how long one eel is, but 3,000 eels. Is that laying them width-wise or lengthwise? Because 3,000 eels lengthwise is I've, that's hard to believe that there's an animal that big walking around on Earth that's bigger than your brontosaurus. Um, and when the men could no longer sustain the giants, the giants turned against them and devoured mankind. They 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 began to eat uh, the birds and the beasts and the reptiles and the fish and to devour one another's flesh and drink their blood. So these giants, the Adams and Eves have got a real giant problem, and the Eves especially because these are their children. Um, so it's a real mess <laughs> for, for super genius space aliens who come to earth, uh, on a job just to get gold, to fix the atmosphere on their planet. They've really caused a mess. I mean, <laughs> this is the kind of, sh- this is the kind of shit that, uh, would happen on the honeymooners when Ralph Cramden had a get rich quick scheme. Uh, and I am really a little bit 
too young, if I dare say, to be referencing the Honeymooners, but that's what you get. Semjaza taught enchantments and root cuttings. Um, Armaros, the resolving of enchantments. Bargarakajil taught astrology. So they're trying to teach the humans to be able to uh, combat these giants and uh, and deal with them. So we're going to find out more about that later. But uh, spoiler alert, this is how we wind up in the uh, in the Great Flood. And that's your ancient aliens in the Bible for today. And I get it. When I'm talking about the ancient aliens in the Bible, it seems like kind of a mess, but this book is kind of a mess. It kind of circles back and repeats itself, and then it throws things in that you didn't really understand. Um, don't get me wrong. It's a good time and well worth whatever it is that I paid for it, which was, you know, it's under 20 bucks. So I have to say, we've already gotten our money's worth out of this, and we're already on, we're only on chapter three. So, so this this that's the ancient aliens of the Bible's gift that keeps keeps on giving. Um, were there giant Eves or just giant Adams or were the giants something else? Dave, that's an excellent question. From my understanding of reading the ancient aliens in the Bible, giants were something else because they're, they're, the, the Adams and Eves are genetically engineered between uh, advanced homo sapiens that the Anunnaki have genetically engineered and then the Eves are breeding with the um, Anunnaki to create the giants, which are um, like, what do, you, what do you call it? Uh, demigods in, in Greek mythology. So they're half, they're half alien and then they're half this human genetically engineered hybrid. So they're not actually half alien, half human. They're half alien and half genetically engineered human, which is a bit tricky. But yeah, no, there's something else. Uh, aren't those names that are in the theme song to Laverne and Shirley? <laughs> yeah, Shamil Shalmazel. Uh, yes, I think they are, Sue. Uh, similar. Uh, Kevin, you're right, they did. The, uh, the Anunnaki got a little distracted from their mission. This happened. You know, if you read about the ancient Mongols and Genghis Khan, he would have to rotate the Mongol leaders. They would kind of take over a place, leave a head Mongol in charge, and then take off. But they would have to keep rotating the head Mongol in charge. Otherwise, the longer they're there, the more they go native and just adapt. You know, you leave somebody in Ireland long enough, they become Irish. <laughs> you don't change the Irish people, you become Irish. And trust me, you're happy to do it. It can happen in, it can happen in less than a weekend. It can happen in one night if you really hang out with the right guys in Ireland. So, yeah, it's easy to get distracted by, on your mission. Uh... Bob, you're saying you guess you're glad that Anunnaki found human women attractive? Yeah, I mean, this is... <laughs> we wouldn't be here otherwise, I think, if, if I'm not wrong. Um, if it was another species, you might be sleeping with a praying mantis right now? Yes, maybe, but also, you'd be loving it. You'd be loving it, because that's how it works. You don't, you're, not having, you're not having sex with people that you don't want to have sex with. Flavio, you're a little late. You've missed a little bit. You might have to start at the beginning uh, if you want to get caught up. Um, Dave, you're saying you're just as lost on this Bible as you were on the normal Bible back in Catholic school? Yeah, well, I don't blame you. We're all living a second childhood right now. I have to say that. <laughs> when do you get to the Christmas part, Keys? I don't know. Well, there's 13 chapters, so I'm guessing uh, the 12 days of Christmas, we'll probably get there in chapter 12. But I don't know, maybe sooner. Uh, what comes next is the flood, which we've already kind of previewed they they foreshadowed it in chapter one that's how because the anunnaki have got to get rid of all the giants and so that's when 
they tell, I can't remember what they call Noah, but the Anunnaki pass a, pass a little note to Noah to tell him to build the ark out of the, of 40 cubits and put all put one of the animals on, but no giants. <laughs> don't tell the giants. Hey, don't tell the giants. We're all going on a boat. Don't tell the giants. Um, so it's your birthday today, Flavia. Not sure how you feel about it. Well, I feel great about it. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. But I get that. Um, it beats the alternative, as they say. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of my birthday as a celebration day, but it is always good to uh, take another lap around the sun. So happy birthday and uh, many more to come. Three years ago this week, you were in Galway, Ireland. Amy, uh, you bragger. Uh, yeah, I, I, Ireland, such a nice place. The people are nice. They're so funny. Uh, the Oh, my God. I love it there. Um, so, yeah, happy, happy birthday, Flavia. Um, everybody's chiming in. We're all here for your for you on your birthday. Um, so, what? Can, oh, let's check the fun meter. It is your birthday after all. Oh my goodness! Look at this. <laughs> We're in the red. Maximum fun on your birthday. Congratulations. Um, I didn't watch Joe Biden's speech last night. Nobody asked, but I didn't watch it. Uh, I'm I'm enjoying his presidency. I'm, I'm enjoying the. The lack of the other guy for a little while. You still have relatives and family in Cork, Dave. Oh, I hear Cork is supposed to be awesome. I've really only been to uh, Dublin and Kilkenny, which is Kilkenny is where the comedy festival is. Um, Imad, you attended uh, my show in Sweden two years ago. Oh, well, thank you for visiting uh, the show today. I appreciate it. Yes, I was on tour with Russell Peters and uh, we had a great time in Sweden. We did, uh, we did one show. Did we do a show? I don't, can't remember. We did a show in Malmo, but we did a show just outside of Malmo. And then we did a show in Gothenburg, Sweden. Uh, where else do we go there? Anyway, beautiful. I love Sweden too. The Scandinavian countries, Norway, Sweden, Denmark, Finland, top notch. <laughs> if anyone says top notch anymore. Uh, when will I come back? Oh, that's a tough one. I don't know if I'd be able to come back. The, the reason that I could go that time was because Russell has a great uh, international following. And so he took me on tour with him. So I got to be there and do shows. But I don't think that I would be able. I'm pretty positive. This is not to run myself down. But I'm pretty positive that I wouldn't be able to sell enough tickets to justify the airfare and the hotel and all of the other stuff. But I would come back in a minute uh, if, if I was offered an opportunity, uh, to go. And I'm not just talking about me coming to your house and doing a backyard show <laughs> where I pay for my own fair, airfare and bring my wife. Although I haven't ruled that out. Uh, but that's not what I was talking about. Apparently nobody watched his speech. Uh, uh, Bob saying you heard it had the lowest rating ever for a presidential speech, lower than the Academy Awards, which were dismal. Oh, Bob, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Keys watched the Biden speech. He uh, he spoke in complete sentences, blew his mind. Yeah, well, politicians complete sentences. We don't always see that. Um, uh, yeah, Ed. Well, yeah. What you remember most about my tour with Russell Peters were the pictures of the various first class lounges on airplanes. Oh my God, 
it's all first class with Russell. That guy, he he's he's a great comedian, but he also treats people. He's just a he's just a good friend and an awesome dude. Yeah, it was first class all the way. If I if I'm if I'm invited to go with him, uh, I'll be back to Sweden in a second, um, and I hope I will see you again, Imad. Uh, oh, where are we at? You know, some people have recorded Joe Biden's speech. Well, that's some dedication. But you can always watch it again on the internet. You can watch everything in the uh, on the internet. Robinson, you say it's good to have a boring president for a while. Yes, I prefer my presidents a little bit boring. I have to say, um, although we haven't had too many exciting presidents, we've had some presidents that were. Well, Clinton was kind of exciting in his own. Like, who? What the hell? You can't not have sex with somebody in the White House. It's four. It's four years, eight years max. You can't just keep it in your pants. Oh my God. Um, what are you saying, Sister Sue? Uh, not only did he speak in complete sentences, but he didn't speak badly about everyone and everything. It is nice to see that, to, to have somebody show a little bit of uh, civility. Civility. Civility, uh, empathy, you know, manners and kindness will get you far in this world. What would you rather uh, sing, paint? Which would you rather sing? Paint, write, or sew. It's interesting that sewing is included in there. Which, because the other ones I would consider as sort of creative, artistic. And sewing, I suppose, yes, creative, but it's also, it's so functional. Um, Keys, you're not sure if Biden was wearing pants. Well, nowadays, I'm not sure if anyone's wearing pants. Um, all right, what do we got here? Would you rather sing, paint, write, or sew? Uh, you know, another thing about uh, when you go to Ireland... It almost seems like everybody there can get up and sing a song. And I would love to be able to get up and just nail a song. Just one song. I think it's good to have one song that you can either sing or play on the guitar, piano, or both. Uh, sing and play. Just one song that you can just get up and nail. So that so that when, when that starts going on, as it does when you're in Ireland, somebody's going to suggest some singing. And you'd like to be able to participate. It also helps you out in Korea or or, or Japan in, in karaoke time. So I'd, I'd definitely like to, pay, to be able to sing one song. But between sing, paint, write, or sew, I think, uh, I think I would choose write if I had to choose one of them to be really good at. I think I would choose write. So that's what you're saying also, Bob. Um, uh, I, I, yeah, I think, I think writing would be great. And uh, now all I have to do is think of something to say <laughs> for, for my next trip to uh, Sweden. Uh, one of the best things uh, you got yourself this year is a Sky Club access, Laura's saying. Makes the airport experience much better. Sadly, your, tonight's flight is on Delta, so no Sky Club to pass the time. Um, yeah, I get it, Laura. You know, that's... I. I got a credit card because that gives me and gets me into the Admirals Club. I was already paying for American Airlines Admirals Club, and then I realized if I got this credit card, which is, has an annual fee, which equals the same as paying for it. But anyway, um, yeah, the, to be able to go in the deluxe lounge at the airport is a whole another next level. But let me tell you something: these the the Admirals, the lounge, the executive, the the airline high roller lounge in America is like what that is to the regular airport. The international high level lounge is up above that still. 
Um, oh my God. You go in there, the food, amazing, like, rest. even when you go to LAX, if you're flying to Australia and New Zealand, you get into that international airline lounge, and it's like, uh, it's like going out to a fancy restaurant. You want to go to the airport early, so you can go in there and eat, have yourself a couple of drinks. Um, some of the ones over in Asia, they, you, can, you can get a massage. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, <laughs> Ed, you're saying one of the things you like most about Biden is that uh, you don't know what he's doing every living minute. Yeah, me too. The idea that we don't, the idea that we don't have to watch, it's like, it's like, he, anyway, I don't, I know that there's some Trump fans watching, of course, and, but, uh, I just felt like with Trump, you had to be, it's like having something on the stove. You can't, you can't walk away from it for even a minute. Um, Imad, you're saying it's 1225 in Europe. You'll go to sleep now. Good night. Good night to you, sir. I, I hope to see you again. This is when I'm on. Sadly, it's midnight to you. Uh, but uh, I'm on every midnight weekdays in America weekdays. I think you're still we're still on the same side of the dateline. But as I can see, just barely. It's tomorrow there now. Um, good night. And thank you again. Rich, the international fee lounges are better than the domestic paid lounges. Yeah, the yes. Correct. If you're traveling a lot, consider getting the Chase Sapphire credit card, Ed is saying, that comes with access to the Priority Pass system lounges. We mostly use those lounges in international lounges, uh, as Jake uh, just mentioned. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know anything about the Priority Pass system, but when I get back, I haven't been to the airport for more than a year. I can't even believe that. That's, that's sort of destroying me. And I can't say, I can say that I kind of miss it, Um like if I could, maybe that's a way to get back, you know, like, like you do this intermittent kind of re-entering society in phases. Like if I could just go to the airport, go to the Admiral's Club, eat a nice breakfast and have a cocktail and then come home. That's how I'll start out. I'll just do that a few times a week. <laughs> Flavia, you're saying full spot treatment before your flight. That's, that's where it's at. You're right. That's where it's at. That's for sure. Um... Sister Sue, you're saying your boss once called you from an Asian sky club while he was getting a massage because he wanted you to do something. She wanted you to do something for her. It didn't seem fair. No, it doesn't seem fair. Um, Jen, you just made it. Good to see you, sir. Ma'am, sir. <laughs> Someone else said Jensen. And I don't know how I got confused, but I know you're a ma'am. I got that. Where where the hell have you been? I don't know where you've been. I'm, sure, I'm assuming that you've been in a little bit of pain. Um but you do have an opportunity to answer today's question. Would you rather sing, paint, write, or sew? I know you're already a surgery uh, a sewer. Surgery on your back today? Oh, wow. You're really, you're really living the dream. Only in your case, it's a bit of a nightmare. Um, well, I'm glad you're here. You've made it in time for First Friday, uh, Seize the Day. I'm going to be back tomorrow, of course. Seize the day. It's a seize the day. Um... And it is better late than never. I can tell you, today in jiu-jitsu was a big day Caesar. I had a, had a real young guy who's got a lot of, he's got that fire in the belly. Um, all right, so today's Seize the Day is from uh, Dolly Parton. Heard of her? She picked, uh, she picked singing uh, and also writing. Dolly, is, Dolly writes some pretty famous, she's written a lot of good songs. 
Um, so it's time for Seize the Day. Today's Seize the Day is from Dolly Parton. If you don't like the road you're walking, start paving another one. Hmm. I like that. If you don't like the road you're walking, start paving another one. Dolly Parton. So, uh, let's start paving our, let's start paving a new road. We're not going to get to Sweden. We're not going to walk to Sweden. I can tell you that. We're going to have to fly. Um, so I'm going to get an airline membership and, uh, and, uh, to the, to the executive lounge. And I'll see you all there on our way, uh, to Sweden. So thanks for watching on today. First Friday, uh, April 29th. I will be back tomorrow, April 30th. This will be, I guess the last show of the month of April. We're going to be into May. We're going to be, it's going to be May. I can't, my mind, uh, where does the time go? Uh, take care of each other. Take care of yourselves. Um, don't give up. There'll be plenty of time to give up later. And I look forward to seeing you all tomorrow.